Welcome to Group Coach Nation, the podcast. I'm Chris Williams, your host, and we are here to dive deep into launching and scaling your own high ticket group coaching program or mastermind. If you already have a mastermind and you're just trying to scale it, grow it, make it more efficient, really take this thing to the next level, this is for you. If you're just starting out and trying to like understand how it all works behind the scenes, listen in. You're gonna learn a ton and you're gonna get the codes to crack this thing wide open for you. All right, let's jump in, enjoy the episode. See you on the inside. What's up, Group Coach Nation? Yep, we're doing it again. I got Chris Burns here with me today. Today, we're talking mindset. What's up, man? So good to have you here. So the reason I asked Chris on the show today is to talk mindset, how to rule your mental domain. That is what we're talking about because we, I, I love the way Chris says this. He says we often rent space to so many other people, so many other issues, so many other stressors in our lives, but we freaking own the dang house. So kick them out. And own your shit, right? Like, let's, let's, sorry, that one just went explicit. Sorry, iTunes. Um, so own where you are and, and let's take control of what's going on between our ears so that we can have a way more productive day, week, year, et cetera. So let's just talk mindset, owning this space. Chris, dude, I know you've written books about this stuff. I know you coach and lead on this stuff. Thank you so much for giving us a few minutes of your time. Well, I appreciate you having me. Thanks so much for allowing me in the show. Heck yeah, buddy. All right. So let's just, let's just paint this scenario. All right. It's we're recording this literally on a Tuesday. All right. Let's say that Tuesday's gone to hell, right? It's been horrible. Yeah. We've had a crappy day and you know, I got issues with kids. I got issues with sales and I, and my neighbor's mad at me for letting my dog poop in their yard. Like we got all this stuff going on. That's the noise that's keeping me from stepping back and being strategic and making wise choices about my planning for the rest of the month or year or whatever. How do I like, how do you deescalate that first of all? And then like, what's a real path we can start using to actually take back our mental space and use it productively? Yeah, well, that's probably a reality for a lot of people listening to the show. Uh, whether it, it be yesterday, last week, or last month, we've probably had a day like that recently. And I'm going to give you an answer that you probably weren't expecting. So I was, uh, I'm part of this, I guess, mastermind or private community. And they asked a question about <clears throat> organization. And I said, honestly, for me, doing that, is a big part of my mindset. And I'm going to kind of reverse engineer this for you for a second. So one of the things that I started doing a couple years ago was decluttering. And what I mean by that is I'll go through and I will do a deep purge, like on a Sunday or Saturday morning, I'll wake up super early, have a couple cups of coffee before everyone's out of bed. And I will spend time purging my personal email, my business emails, my Dropbox, my Google Drive, my computer, I've got a program on there where it, it takes away all the old browsing history and all the cookies and stuff. And I also do this about maybe once a quarter, a couple times a year, I'll go through my home office here and I will purge a whole bunch of stuff. And why that's important is when I come to work the next morning, usually a Monday, I have this immense clarity. I don't have these things on my burden, on my shoulders. I don't have things weighing me down that aren't real problems. Like just because my drunk junk drawer over here is overflowing and my inbox is overflowing doesn't mean I have to have a bad day. But so often when we are busy, when things are chaotic, that gets in the way. And that white noise 
interferes with some of our confidence, some of our clarity, some of our daily planning or calendaring. And so if, if you have a lot of those things organized or mm -hmm. decluttered, we'll call it, I think it's so easy to look at your calendar and say, oh, I only have six meetings today. Whereas normally six meetings might stress you out, you know, in very little downtime for lunch. And so I think that is a, a big part of becoming king or queen of your mental domain. And that, that may be one of the first steps um, before anything else. I love that. That's extremely simple. I'm actually looking, this is, I'm looking here on my desk. I have this letter from the IRS that says I paid my quarterly estimates, right? Not bad yep. news, just the thing, right? And just the thing. It, but it's freaking the IRS. Nobody wants to see the IRS envelope, even if it's not bad news sitting there. Like, yeah, need to, I need to just shove that onto the floor. Um, the, uh, okay. One thing I've practiced, Chris, you made me think of this, is decluttering. Like when I say, oh, I just have six appointments today. I've started practicing, I've been doing this for several years, um, performance versus practice or administrative days where like on a day like today, the only thing I do is show up on camera on screen. It's just a performance day. I don't have any clutter, any administrative duties, any team meetings, anything. That's nice. And that's that set for me, at least that's been a really, really nice, nice practice. What's up, Facebook? Um, Hey man, yeah, it's been a while. It's great to see. You. I don't know, I don't know your name. I can't see a Facebook user, but yeah, thanks for thanks for showing up, guys. Anybody who's live, obviously, you're always welcome to ask questions. Uh, if you're if you're watching this in a replay, feel free to make your comments down below. We'll get just connected to Chris or this Chris or whatever you need. Yeah. So, Chris, how do you how do you then practice and build strategies to to like on an ongoing basis? What is your daily practice maybe to like how do I not let myself let those distractions in and rent space to someone who doesn't belong in my mental, my mental kingdom. Yeah. So nobody's perfect. I will say this, that even if you've been practicing this for decades and you're like, Chris, geez, you know, this is really hard. I would say it is. Um, but get, get the idea that perfect exists out of your head, because in my opinion, it's something I write about is that perfect doesn't exist and perfect is the enemy of progress. And I want to tell you a quick story after college, I was pretty ambitious to get a job, went to school in Michigan, and some of my friends had some good jobs. I'm like, hey, um, I can get you an interview at this company called Quicken Loans. Would you be interested? I said, yeah, that's that sounds awesome, right? And the person I talked to said, um, one of the things I want you to do before you interview with my boss is I want you to read the company uh, slogan, the company isms, they, they called it. And it was kind of kind of clever. And one of them that today, to this day, resonates with me is good is good enough. And I wow. thought, I need to ask about this. What, what, what are you talking about? Because everywhere I had worked before, even though I didn't have any real career jobs at like the age of 22, was things had to be perfect. You couldn't produce anything unless it was flawless. And, you know, as an average student, that intimidated the hell out of me. Um, I was never an A and B student. I gave it my best and, you know, skated by. So they, I asked about it and I probed about it. And they said, look, we don't want our employees spending hours trying to produce something that's perfect. We don't believe that perfect exists. In fact, we'd rather it not be perfect. And I said, that makes zero sense to me. And that's probably what caused me not to get hired. And they said, well, look, think of it this way. If, if you're locked in for an hour and a half, and that's how long it takes you to create this document or this presentation, that's good enough. Spending an extra hour and a half on it 
is only going to prevent you from getting the other stuff done today. Mm-hmm. And so do not let perfectionism prevent you from getting it done. And I thought to myself, wow, like that is awesome. So what I do so often because I'm a marketing professional is, and I, I help my clients with this, is if you really need help with social media, let's just pick on social media for a minute. I'm probably going to ask you, or I'm actually going to tell you and make sure that you do it because you're going to give me access to your calendars. I'm going to make sure on Monday mornings, if that's a good time for you, we're going to block 60 minutes. And in those 60 minutes, explicitly, you're going to go into Canva and you're going to batch content. That just means you're going to make probably 6 to 10, 12, 15 posts, however many you're capable of producing in that time frame, to the best of your ability. Not perfect, the best. Now, we're going to do that again on Thursdays about the same time. And that is your time for scheduling those posts. You're going to schedule, which should only take you about 15 to 20 minutes. And then you're going to take that time to respond to comments and DMs. Mm-hmm. And you're only going to do that once a week, maybe twice a week. And what I tell people is like, oh, Chris, Chris, I don't, I don't have time for that. And I, I'll tell them this is you don't currently have time or so you perceive it that way. But if this is important to you, you will make time. And when people want to debate with me on that, I use the old classic story. I like to play golf. And I have some friends that are very flexible. And they say, Chris, is this going to be the summer we we play golf every Tuesday at 1 o'clock? And I said, no, I, I have a day job. I have lots of clients. I can't do that. But I finally came to the conclusion. I said, okay, I can do that with you once a month. But I have to make time because it mm-hmm. currently doesn't exist on my calendar which means I sacrifice something else. And if this is important to me, playing with golf with my friends in the summer, which it is because it fills my cup, I will then make time for it. So if this is important to your business and important to help you elevate your business, you will then not only put this on your calendar, but you will then protect that time. And what Mm -hmm. I mean by that is you're not taking a DM or a, a meeting from a DM, someone trying to sell you something, you're not going to go grab coffee with an old college roommate. You will keep it on there and then you will follow through. And so yeah. one of the ways, the last thing here is that when you go into Canva, as soon as you log in, I want you to put your phone on airplane mode hmm. or turn it off because every notification, I have four emails or maybe five now on my phone. So many apps, kids stuff, wife, I mean, that thing is always flickering and one distraction could cause you to go down a rabbit hole and boom, that hour is gone. Mm-hmm. So if you can get into deep work, this becomes very easy, but it's, it's not easy in the beginning that, that I'll tell you. Yeah. Love that deep work, time blocking. All that is so important. Chris, just to play off of that, Chris and Chris, I love this today. It's so easy. You don't have to remember your host or guest name. So nice. Yeah. So one thing that we've done over the years is time blocking effectively, which is what you're talking about, but also having, having a space where like my, my calendar, I read the four hour work week, Tim Ferriss's four hour work week years ago, 10 years ago. It's about right. Yeah, probably when I was working, um, it had been out for a while at that point I was working 12 hour days. I got five kids. I was doing it six days a week, just hustling. And like the first time I read it, I thought this is BS. You can't free up your time like this. And then all of a sudden I was Same. so desperate. I remember reading the second time I outlined the whole book, built a mind map around it, like on a whiteboard. And I started doing it and my income quadrupled. My time went down to four hour days. It wasn't four hours a week. Yeah, but it was four hour work days. 
And it started like rocking for me. And that was because I scheduled, to your point here, I started scheduling time when I had to be off work. And, and I was accountable to my kids and Jill. So I'd walk in the house and anybody who's in the kitchen, I would have to pay them a dollar per minute that I was over my get home time. And I would make my get home time 20 minutes earlier every day. So I was forcing, and, and by the way, I made the, I made the hourly rate 400. I remember this, it was $400 an hour, $6 per minute um, that I would have to pay out if I was a minute late. So if I was on the laptop, on the phone after that time, everybody would get $1 per minute, six other people in my family, $400 an hour. That was intentional so that, so that working more at that point in my life was more painful than mm -hmm. staying at work or than, than being at home, whatever. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. And your time was more intentional at work, wasn't it? Oh my gosh. Every day I had to get done 20 minutes earlier, mm -hmm. literally every day, five days a week for four, yeah. like three or four months, it was 20 minutes earlier. So immediately I was like, oh crap, it's week one and I've already lost an hour and 40 minutes of my day. And I started cutting out stuff and delegating stuff and systemizing stuff. And, and my income went up, not because I got smart and sold a better product, but because I had time and space to think like now I, I don't know. I think my work week has maybe 12 hours of work on it per week, something like that. And, and our skill set here, my, my role here at Coach Nation is, is really thinking and being strategic and leading in key areas. And I couldn't do that if I wasn't doing the stuff that you're talking about here, like actually owning this mental space. Yeah. That's what a leader mm. should do. Mm. Right. Yeah. It's working. I'm glad it's way more fun too. Like I really love what I get to do because, because you're productive, your enjoyment factor scales up and because your enjoyment factor is up, your stress and burden level goes down. So the probability of you ever burning out is very slim because you're mm -hmm. not overworking. Pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. It's really great. It's so great. And it's all about efficiency. I know. Okay. Obviously this takes team. It takes process. It takes a structure, a strategy, all those things. And I know Chris, we yeah. don't have time today to dig into all of that, but that's what it's taken for me. Here's, here's what I'd recommend everybody do. If you're listening, I'm going to read this website off. Chris's website is I am It's I a M C H R I S B U R N S.com. If you're watching on screen, there it is on the screen. Go to his website. If you have questions, because like what he does and how he coaches and the things he's working on, he's got places for you to interact with that. Like have a conversation. What I would just want everybody listening to do is truly own the space that you own. And I, let me say that again, own the space that you own. If you own your car, then you don't let somebody's dog who lives next door sleep in your car. It's your car. You own the space. But like Chris is telling us, we let other people take space from our mental health and from our productive health and from our strategic health without honestly ever giving them permission to. And we look back, we're like, what the heck? I've got like 20 other people living in my brain. Get those hmm. people out, get those issues out and be strategic and take it back and be the leader, be the person, be the, the expert you're supposed to be out there. Any last words you want to like leave us with, Chris? Just to Yeah, I mean, it Chris? could be a lot of stuff. But one thing that I bring up a lot that people probably don't expect I'm going to say, I like to throw in some curveballs, 
is so often um, the topic of not even mental health, but uh, well-being is really important as an entrepreneur, as a coach, consultant, leader, husband, whatever it might be. And so I often tell people, especially this time of year, it's important to note that I want you to be selfish. I want you to be a little bit selfish this time of year because by being selfish, it's only then when you can be selfless. And so I want you to go fill your cup. So if that's getting a massage or getting your nails done or getting a haircut or going to the gym when you feel like you don't have time, I want you to do it. If that's something that makes you feel good physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever it is that works for you, go do some of those things. Because when you sit down for the holiday season, for New Year's, when you take some time off to reflect, you will be able to then fill other people's cups. And as a, as a father, as a husband, as a coach, as a friend, as a leader, I want everyone that I'm surrounded with to have a very full cup like mine. But I only have a full cup because I do make the time to do things that I love with my friends, my family, with my people. And that allows me to be selfless. And also allows me to be the best person. I, I feel good. I sleep good. And I'm able to bring my best self everywhere I go. So that is a big, big part of owning space in your mental domain. And the more of that you do, the less you're going to care what other people think and say or what they might be judging. Um, because you know you feel great. And you know what you're doing because it's not only supporting yourself, but it's supporting everyone around you. So it's okay to be selfish with the purpose to be selfless. I love that. Put your own mask on before you help the person next to you in the airplane. You gotta, you gotta be a whole you before you can help someone else. I love that. Chris Burns. Again, I am chrisburns.com is the way to reach out to Chris. Chris, thank you. Like going into a new week, a new year, a new month, a new season of life, a new business, a new venture, or retooling something you're already doing. Having clarity and having the space is critical. So Chris has lots of tools and tricks around that. Reach out. This is the important stuff. This is this is the important stuff. We always think, oh, it's lead generation or it's marketing or it's how my group coaching program is going to be designed, the offer, whatever. There's no amount of tools that anybody can teach you that will work for you if you're broken. So 100%. get yourself in order and then get to work. Thanks, Chris. It's great having you Thank here. Thank you. As always, Pleasure. your Coach Nation, do work and get results. Just please do the right work. And that's why we have experts like Chris come and help us out. So, Chris, Group Coach Nation, keep rocking. Do the stuff. Happy holidays. everybody, Chris here again. Thanks for listening in. Hey, over at groupcoachnation.com, we have everything you need to sort this out for yourself. You can find out where you are in this continuum of launching, scaling, building, really taking your mastermind to the next level or starting your brand new mastermind. That's right there at groupcoachnation.com. We have a ton of free resources and a ton of ways for you to find out where you are in the process, knowing exactly what to do next so that you can do the work to get the results. You hear us say that a lot here at Group Coach Nation. Do the work, get the results. We just want you doing the right work. Don't want you wasting your time. It doesn't take a lot of time to build a mastermind. You just need the right strategy behind it. So go over to groupcoachnation.com, jump in, ask your questions, join the community, look at the resources, enjoy. It's there for you. Can't wait to see you there. We'll talk soon.